Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Autoimmune diseases include disorders that everyone's heard of. Rheumatoid arthritis, inflammatory bowel disease, multiple sclerosis type 1 diabetes. They also include another 75 or so less familiar ones, like Sjogren's syndrome and myothenia gravis. Of the estimated 24 million Americans who have autoimmune diseases, about 80% are women. They occur when the immune system goes haywire. We all have an immune system, or most of us do, that is supposed to fight infection, and it's set up to do that. And there are various components of the immune system, different kinds of cells, antibodies, other things we call cytokines, and together that protects us from infection. That's Dr. Lisa Samaritano, professor of clinical medicine at Weill Cornell Medical College in New York. In some cases, for reasons we don't completely understand, the immune system can turn against us and can actually cause inflammation within the body, presumably mistaking parts of the body for external infectious-type organisms. And so when that happens, that's what we call an autoimmune disease. We think of autoimmune diseases as an abnormal or a dysregulated immune response. So instead of the immune system attacking a foreign invader like an infection, it starts to attack your own cells or your own organs. So your body really thinks your own cells are foreign and it starts to attack them as if they were a foreign invader or an infection. Dr. Kristen Demaruel is a rheumatologist and associate professor of medicine at the University of Colorado School of Medicine. There's definitely genetic predispositions to autoimmune diseases, and they vary on the strength of how strong that genetic predisposition is. For example, with rheumatoid arthritis, kind of general and easy way I like to explain the risk is that, in general, about 1% of people in the United States will get rheumatoid arthritis. If you have one first-degree relative with rheumatoid arthritis, so that being either your parents or your sibling or a child, that will increase your risk to about 3%. If you have two first-degree relatives with rheumatoid arthritis, it can go up to about 9%. So I think that highlights a few important points with the genetic predisposition that the risk is increased if you have it in the family, but it's not 100%. And uh, we also see certainly people develop autoimmune diseases who don't have a family history as well. They're not true genetic disorders in the way that, say, sickle cell is or other things or cystic fibrosis where there is an identified gene abnormality and that is passed on to offspring or not passed on to offspring. So as the offspring of someone with an autoimmune disease, you are both more likely to have that autoimmune disease and to have other autoimmune diseases. They've actually shown that in a recent study looking at offspring of women with lupus. They were more likely to have things like Hashimoto's thyroiditis and other autoimmune diseases. Autoimmune diseases can range from mild to life-threatening, depending on the location and the severity of the inflammation. But even if someone has a genetic predisposition for an autoimmune disorder, they may never get one at all if they don't run into an environmental trigger. 
that could be an infection that triggers the immune system and then doesn't let it quiet back down again as it normally would, or other things. For example, we think of sunlight, UV radiation as a possible trigger for systemic lupus. So there are all kinds of suggestions about what kind of environmental triggers might be important for different autoimmune diseases. Samaritano and Demaruel say one potential trigger may be hormonal contraceptives. For example, estrogen is something that has been associated with an increased risk of lupus. Estrogen in the form of exogenous estrogen, such as oral contraceptives, cigarette smoking. There are a lot of environmental triggers like that that have been suggested, but it's hard to know for sure, obviously, because the data are limited. No studies have shown a causality between hormonal contraceptives and autoimmune diseases, but there have been some studies that have found an increase or decrease risk for developing certain autoimmune diseases with hormonal contraceptives. For example, there's been a few studies in lupus that have suggested that oral contraceptive pills may increase the risk of developing lupus. On the other hand, oral contraceptive pills look like they may decrease the risk of developing other autoimmune diseases like rheumatoid arthritis. So hopefully that's not confusing, but it does highlight that a lot more research needs to be done in this area. Um, Some of these studies can be a little complicated to interpret because they use different approaches to try to answer these questions. And so sometimes we're left with contradictory results where one study may suggest an increased risk and one study may suggest a decreased risk. But overall, it seems that they could influence the development of some autoimmune diseases. But I think we just really need to know more about how exactly that's happening. The consideration of other contraceptives as a possible trigger is a little more undecided. But don't tell that to Christy Griffin. She's a 38-year-old woman from the Mountain West who already had Hashimoto's disease, an autoimmune disorder that causes an underactive thyroid. Last fall, her obstetrician-gynecologist told her that using a hormone-releasing IUD would help with an unrelated condition, uterine fibroids, and buy her some time before she needed a hysterectomy. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. They inserted that thing, and I was back within a week. One week. Something was absolutely horribly wrong. I was so tired I couldn't get out of bed. My joints, I could barely move. And I said, something's wrong. This is, and at the time I thought that the hormone levels had activated, caused a flare-up of my Hashimoto's because the joint pain was always something that had been a trigger for me before if I had a flare-up with the Hashimoto's. And he's like, IUDs can't do that. And I'm like, I'm beginning to think they can. Christie's OBGYN sent her to her general practitioner for a thyroid hormone test. So I went into the general practitioner and I said the same thing. These symptoms started right when this IUD went in. And the doctor said, no way. He's like, I think you're fine. And I'm like, I'm really not. And if you think I'm fine, I'm going to go to another doctor. They tested my thyroid levels and they're like, you're fine. You're imagining it. I absolutely wouldn't take no for an answer. So I went to a different doctor who instantly realized that it was probably a different autoimmune disease that I was dealing with and tested for the Sjogren's. Christy tested positive for antibodies for Sjogren's syndrome, another autoimmune disease that she says is sometimes called lupus's evil sister. She had never had Sjogren's before. You're looking at this list of symptoms that are going to hit you throughout your life. Dental decay, 
problems with saliva to the point where people aren't able to eat properly, swallow their medications, chronic fatigue to the point where about 25% of people with this disease will eventually go on disability. About two thirds of people will end up with lung disease. And a ton of people have issues with neuropathy and gastrointestinal issues as well. The new doctor, a rheumatologist, said the IUD had to come out right away. Suddenly, Christy's condition improved. Almost immediately. So I still have Sjogren's and I can still have flare-ups and I will for my entire life. But when that thing was put in, I had an immediate flare-up that was just horrendous. And with a week of it coming out, that flare-up stopped. But does that mean that autoimmune diseases can be triggered by IUDs? Demo Ruel's study in 2014 presented to the American College of Rheumatology found that women using IUDs may be at increased risk for producing antibodies linked to rheumatoid arthritis. Case reports presented to the World Allergy Organization have linked autoimmune progesterone dermatitis to the use of an IUD. But studies haven't yet come back with enough evidence for researchers to say there's a cause and effect. Samarutano says she's seen side effects that may be from IUDs, but autoimmune diseases? She can't say that just yet. I had one patient who had a progestin IUD placed and developed hair loss. And, you know, pretty unusual side effect, but it all got better when she had the IUD removed. So I do think that IUDs, as with any kind of medication, can cause side effects. But we've really not ever has there been a suggestion that an IUD causes an autoimmune disease. In fact, the hormones that we worry about with respect to causing lupus-like autoimmune disease, that hormone is estrogen. That is not the hormone that's present in the hormonal IUD. That has a progesterone-like compound. So I'm not aware of any data that would support an association. In fact, far from warning women with autoimmune diseases away from IUDs, Samaritano says for them and for most women, IUDs are a first-line form of contraception. So we actually encourage our patients with autoimmune disease to get IUDs because we think that it's a good way to prevent unplanned pregnancy. For our patients, pregnancy is a huge issue. It isn't something that we take lightly because especially for lupus and antiphospholipid, it can really pose a lot of health risks. Having active autoimmune disease at the time of conception is not a good prognostic factor for outcome, either for the patient or for the outcome of the pregnancy. So because of that, we are very proactive about counseling about contraception, and obviously IUDs are an important part of that. So where does that leave women like Christy? She says her rheumatologist was aware of a potential connection to autoimmune disease and diagnosed it immediately. But Demo Ruel says too little is known to caution against specific methods of contraception. And once triggered, autoimmune diseases tend to stick around. In general, we consider autoimmune diseases to be chronic diseases that can go into phases of remission-like states. But in general, we 
don't consider them to disappear or go away completely. I think one area where we know a little bit more about getting rid of a potential trigger is in smoking and rheumatoid arthritis. So we know smoking is associated with rheumatoid arthritis. If you stop smoking, it does take a little bit of time, but eventually individuals will decrease their risk back down to the general population. And so that would be an example of a time in which if you know what a potential trigger is, removing that could be helpful for preventing the disease. Medication to treat autoimmune disease focuses on cutting down inflammation. Some immunosuppressant drugs are even borrowed from the transplant population, but some medications have severe side effects and shouldn't be taken for too long. Christie's on anti-inflammatory medications and over-the-counter drugs for dry eyes and dry mouth, but she knows her life will never be the same, and she doesn't want anyone else to go through the same thing. I'm one of those people that kind of starts planning their hiking season before the ski season has even ended. So for me, we're talking about a complete change in my life. Everything that I wanted to do with my life, I'm probably not going to be able to accomplish now. You can find more information about all of our guests on our website, radiohealthjournal.org. This segment originally aired in May 2019 and was written and produced by Reed Pence. Our lead producer is Kristen Farah. Our executive producer is Amira Zaveri. I'm Elizabeth Westfield. Coming up next week on Radio Health Journal. We are seeing record levels of overdose deaths among pregnant women. Infants are entering foster care at a higher rate than any other population, most due to parental substance use. How can we save our children from the effects of the opioid crisis? Then, who decides what a normal body looks like? The disability critique of medicine is that medicine has always had as its normal ideal body is a non-disabled body. All that and more on Radio Health Journal. I'm Nancy Benson, host of Radio Health Journal. If you enjoy listening to Radio Health Journal, you'll also like our sister show, Viewpoints, which covers a wide array of topics from education to history to the environment. Here's a preview of what they're covering this week on Viewpoints. Tune out the voices, the naysayers, the gatekeepers, those who tell you that you don't belong because you do and we need you. Fostering the next generation of scientists. Then, just being angry facetiously, I was like, I'll run a marathon. He laughed at me, told me that's the most dumbest thing he heard in all the years as a practice of medicine. One man's mission to prove everyone wrong. I'm Marty Peterson. And I'm Gary Price. These stories in depth this week on your public affairs magazine, Viewpoints. And that's Radio Health Journal for this week. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to learn more. And check Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify for a library of past programs. Plus, you'll always find previous segments and information about our guests at RadioHealthJournal.org. Join us again next week for another edition of Radio Health Journal.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 